Justin over here. Listen, I don't like the awkward silence. I need some like affirmation. They can't see what you're doing this whole time. So it's like, you know, there's no input that you're just there. You know, you're, you're, you're the tech guy in this case. You know how it is? You can, you can like give some feedback that you're, you exist. All right, fine, whatever. Who, who's watched nothing? So, I mean, it's fine that... He, it's fine that he doesn't do anything. It's just the fact that he doesn't say anything. It kind of hurts. And then you have Troy. <laughs> it sounded so bad. Uh, and then we have Troy, the other guy who watches anime. Hello. He doesn't like burn himself out as bad as me out here watching like shows just to watch shows. What yeah, you do when you... that ain't me. And, and the thing is, I have stuff to do on like a daily basis. So I'm like squeezing this in like every waking minute. Like I stay up to like late at night, randomly watch anime. And I'm watching like shows outside of these shows. I've finished like a show in three days. That's a whole 24 episodes in a 28 episodes in a movie. I finish. I'm like in the middle of another show and I finish another show. So I'm like, what am I doing in my life? This is this is what happens when you're like a weeb or something like that. Weebs are weird. I don't know what to tell you. Anyways. As you can see on the screen, we have our list of the shows that we have completed this season. Granted, half of them being shows that only I've completed. So whatever I say is more or less take my word or provide meme input and we'll see what I work with, find acceptable at this point. But yeah, I mean, let's jump right into it. Let's try to get this to be a decently quick episode, I would hope. Uh, let me just check the time. Yeah, I think we could squeeze this in an hour and a half at the longest. I think that's possible, Troy. Oh, we'll squeeze her in. Cool, cool. All right. First up, our show on this list is Adachi to Shimamura. It's a Yuri slice of life comedy between two high school girls. They're both delinquents at the start of the show. Um, so the thing about the show is, like, you have side characters. I'm just going to say I don't care really about, like, any of the side characters. So, like, it's... And they they just kind of exist and they move the plot, but in like ways that I find like I know why you're doing this is to create like some tor some form of like antagonistic force, so they're there. You'll be like, oh, something's gonna happen because characters are jealous or something like that, one way or the other. So it's like create tension. And so you have the main character who, in a realistic sense, her name is Shimamura. Like in a real life situation, this is like the type of person like you'd be cool with in a real life situation. She, she's like level-headed. She makes sense. She's fine. But in the anime, her being like that, it feels like at some points, like just jarring. Like it, it's way too practical. Like the way she treats the story, it's like, oh, we have to wait for you to move the plot because like you're just going to do it in a very slow manner. And then you have like the character that who is Adachi, who in real life, I'd be like, I hate this type of person. You're annoying. You're needy. Like you just don't have anything. Like, I just wouldn't want to be around you. But in the anime, I'm like, you're such a good character. You work really well because you're like the focal point of like, 
why the tension is happening, your mindset is like the most delved into. I mean, overall, I'm going to say the show is like a C based on like just other stuff I've watched. It's okay. Like if you're into like Yuri comedy slice of life type show, then yes, this is for you. But if you're like, if this is outside your genre basis, this is not like genre breaking that you have to like break boundaries to get into. So you can throw that in a C, Justin. Yeah, it did not sound like something I was gonna hop up. It's not for. something I, I I told you when we talked about the last time. Like, it's it's out of your boundaries. All right, Troy, I'm gonna let you start off with Akadama Drive. Oh, is that next? Yeah, that's next. All right, motherfucking terrorists driving. <laughs> you know, it goes Man, pretty. All this. Yeah. <laughs> It uh, it's fucking sick, and it looks beautiful. And I'd say the first, uh, if you if you want to talk about the episodes, best part of the shows, it's the first seven or eight. It's like once are really they get to the cool. once they get to the Shinkansen, and then they have to go back. That's kind of where like but it no, scares to me. It gets yeah. So like. Once they kind of separate episodes like nine and ten, there's a bit of a lull. But episode eleven is like really. I thought it was one of the better episodes. There's it's, one of the later episodes. It's eleven. Which which one's the one where it's just her and little sister, where it's just Swindler and little sister, and then like Swindler has to change as a person. Oh, that one's hella good. I forget. But that might have been. That might have been. That, I think I that's eight say it's the nine. one that's right after. That yeah. one was like the last one I really liked. But then there's the one where she breaks her leg and mm-hmm. base and gives Courier. That's the I thought that was the finale or the second to last one. I think it's the second to last one. Or wait, no, it might be fuck. Was it her leg? Yeah, she breaks a leg. Oh, it is the last. I okay, thought the last episode was hella not the best like of the season. I, there was parts I really liked in the episode, but there's also parts that like in the plot aspect I, I thought took away from what I thought was a happening. part that was super cool. Listen, I hate the opening, but when they played the opening, this was the only time I felt that fits for like a solid minute. It I'm was like, this, tight. Feels, this feels right he, for like, as like much smashing as I through this song. on the bike. He's shooting yeah. everything. He throws down the tower and he's just riding i was like this, this fits all of a sudden like it's i hate the song but you work <laughs> but yeah she uh you know in the miles Mor- uh, spider verse movie when miles morales they finally throw his comic on top of the stack and then he jumps off the thing and then it's yeah like but like cinematic. they do like there's that little cutaway every time a spider-man gets introduced of their mm-hmm, mm-hmm. comic on the stack mm-hmm. when she finally gets her like Akudama swindler, mo- swindler moment yeah yeah i was like oh shit that's pretty tight then she goes up and motherfucking cons the entire country mm-hmm. basically i don't know she had a really good swindler had a really good character arc, yeah from and ordinary like, person to swindler. Her, her final like moment of like the ultimate swindle to get everyone to turn on the executioners i was like that shit's hard as fuck i was like that is tight and that was such a good way of like, I thought her and Courier both had. They're very... they're the better characters. Okay, 
So like, like if we talk about like characters, clean. you have um Brawler. Brawler's a really good character. Yeah, the character Brawler arc for um was uh, it? It, it's not delinquent, it's uh his bro, basically, with the funny hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usopp light. It's really not like Usopp. At first I thought, but like bravado wise, sure. Like he's more buggy than Usopp. Like yeah. get on, he's way more buggy than Usopp. But yeah, where he it's just that like fake it till you make it. Yeah, false type. bravado, yeah. Yeah, where you fall ass backwards into your victories, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, he uh His character arc kind of like dies at the end because they just do it in such a weird they like they, I, they force him into a situation I and like, it just feels wrong. And I, I like, like what he does at the very, very end of it. I was going to say, As, yeah. like, redemption, but, like, him getting that situation, I'm like, I don't really vibe with the sense that you're trying to make that plot go. Yeah, know? I knew what they were doing, but I didn't think... Like, I also, really with the, like the, the, the doctor's much. subplot just felt like it needed to happen to create more episodes. Because it didn't feel like it went anywhere. It, it just added tension. It. It, was, all the, it was completely unneeded. When you think about it, all the main pieces... They still carry over into the finale, so it's not like that plot did anything to the rest of the. No, and it just kind of added, and it kind of detracts from Brawler's storyline because it, you think about it, Brawler's connected to that, connected to like. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, she was the one who betrayed her team and called the executioners. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of. Like the the way like, I put it is, I don't think the end game was gonna change just because of that storyline because uh, it, ex- no. it was it's it's like uh, inconsequential to like the, if the if they future. were a team they might have made it further but at the end of the day seeing what the executioners did the first time it not really like I didn't see it possible no I'm not saying I'm saying but change, you know for her there's a through line of like oh she has a solid through line yes yeah, yeah I just, like I don't think all it's of, good all of her actions you can like chart the progress like the, the thing that lacks is like she it, she lacks like any motivation that the character her role needs because her and, plot just happens and yeah she's kind of just stale honestly like with with brawler you can make sense because he's like a basic dense type character so the fact that he lacks a backstory to who he is you don't need it because just a character that works with courier and swindler their through line to the story is literally the first episode and he is the type who gets the job done and she's just someone who found herself in the situation and she becomes the character that she's told to be. And then you have like delinquent or whatever he is, man. I, I really want to remember, but I just, it's not coming to me. If, if delinquent is his name, I feel like a genius. I feel like they wasted um cutthroat. I like, I was not a fan of that episode. It's not like the logic came out of left field and I'm fine with him doing what he did, but I was like, you're kind of like dragging out these episodes to like this end goal to make things like worse on their part, but I don't think it would have been good in the first place, you know. I mean, I you could tell And Cutthroat was like my favorite Akudama for like until uh, that episode. I literally the whole time I could tell that he was just basically grooming her for a moment. It was crazy. Kill. I mean, yeah. Like, it was full Hisoka in Gone, where it's just like, I'm going like, to kill you. It's just his, when I his want His time to, to jump was really weird. I felt like, you realistically, he could have waited. Like, there was so much more that she could have brought to him to kill. Like, I, that's the thing. She still had, like, an end game to what she was doing. So, I'm like, you kind of jumped the gun. Like, you had so much more opportunity to still be the type of person you are. I mean, I think it's just anime bloodlust. Like, 
I guess. I feel like when you have a show like Hunter Hunter and you could see the level of patience the character has, like the fact that you don't explain why he lacks the patience other than him just being like, you know what, it's time. It doesn't meld as well. Like, you know, there's like, it's that episode, then it's the doctor. So at that point, it's like, oh, let's just settle off these dominoes for plot pieces we just need to get rid of to get rid of these characters and make this moment more tense. Oh, I mean, I thought his, I didn't like the doctor, but I thought him... It's like he was trying to be the one to kill her and she's walking into a fucking hornet's nest. Yeah, I feel like because... So he's gonna like... It might be more meta in my mindset is the fact that how many episodes are left and the fact that you're like doing it so early. It doesn't work as well because then I know what you're doing. Because like there's still opportunities of hope that happen later in the show that you're like, if you inserted it here or here, like that would be way more tense. When you throw it into like a lull moment, just to create tension it's like you don't have anything working right now so you're just like creating tension in the moment by using him when there was other means you could have done because you use them for like the finale in those last set of episodes well yeah but she's really can only fight the other akudama because, because she of... can she can use information she has on him mm-hmm. there's nothing she can do apart from like kind of getting under the one executioner's skin about her dead master and her lost eye. But for the most part, like any executioner is going to kill the fuck out of her. So like, I feel like it was part of her thing to be like, she's went from be, she went from not killing to killing strangers for self-defense to then killing someone that she actually knows for I mean, self-preservation. That was, that was, yeah. So it's like, like, he was like kill, trying to kill her, so it's like a whole thing. But it's different because someone you knew that you thought was your guardian, like Angel, was actually like, no, I'm going to kill you, and I really can't wait to do it. So she'd be like, bro, what the fuck? She's like, I'm out here trying to just, like, do some shit for this little girl, and you're gonna, like... So, But then she, like, proved, she's like, yeah, I can also kill an Akudama. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, for one thing, like, she kills him really quick. Like, the moment she gets an opportunity, it's, like, really easy for her. And then there's the thing where, like, you have the doctor plot. Say you had him twist after the doctor plot. It would have been way more suspenseful. Because I feel like it just happens when there's just nothing going on for it to happen to I just make did, it a better plot. I really didn't like the doctor plot. At I mean, all. I agree. I, I just think it was really bad. I like what I, they did with the delinquent, but that's I about thought it. if the doctor plot had been pushed off for later, like if it was pushed, I wouldn't. Saying, I wouldn't have. If it was done earlier, I'd have been probably more fine just to get it out of the way. But yeah, him dying in the. Uh, station the way he did I thought just works because it just like the sooner you take away her means of combating an executioner like the higher the stakes get and then once I guess she from gets, that aspect it helps once she gets then both kids that, where she becomes a mother like, hen for two fucking oh yeah I when mean, they get the second one yeah when they they're punching bags who can't die, but she's not the type mm-hmm. to let them just get their head kicked in. Yeah. So she's going to, like, 
start putting her life on the line more and more the like shit and it's like damn she doesn't have anyone to fall back on except for courier and he's really only out to finish the job like he's he'd be kind of bummed if she died maybe but like mm-hmm. he'd be more bummed if his fucking bike died yeah that's true that's true so like you know she's just like the second he kind of like turned on her, it became a thing of like, well, you killed before. Now are you fucking able to kill again? Cause you're going to have to start doing it. She's just like, man, fuck this. Like, <laughs> I just got to get these kids to the moon, which was convoluted. But when the moon was uh, that, broken, I was like, that was tight. I was like, like, these kids are going to the moon? That's fucking stupid. The moon's broken? That's fucking sick. The way they do those episodes, it's like, you know, it, there's, it's just too meta in my head because I'm like, I know that end goal is not the actual end goal. So you're going to have to extend the plot to keep things happening. So like when you got to those stretch of episodes until they go back to Shikansen, like when it picks up again, you know, where they have to like meet the guy and they go to that whole astral plane thing where it's like, oh, you have to like, Save them before week. they're done. That, that was, was a just, that was a weak episode. Like once they get back for the second time, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you pick back up again. He's like, but that episode itself was just weird. I think that was the worst episode, but I would say every episode, for the most part, fluctuated from A to S with that episode of the cyber surfing, like honestly verging on D. Where it was like, he's he could, he was literally he was on a board, surfing through cyberspace. Yeah, yeah, and then he was like some getting, fucking getting shot up by like Timmy yeah. Turner shit, dude. It, it was, was weird. Timmy Turner bullshit. I was like, was okay, weird, yeah. like this, because like the show for how wacky and how like over the top it was somehow managed to have this like shred of realism. We're like, yeah, the executioners move inhumanly fast. And yeah, the hacker is doing shit that no one should be able to do with his equipment. But like, it felt semi grounded as far as like anime goes. And then See, it's like, and the then it's like I I've uploaded my consciousness into the cyberspace. So now I can go fight the cyber city of all these other people who have uploaded their consciousness onto a mm-hmm. virtual. I'm like, yeah, I, I think, like, once they got to that, I was like, I, this is, like, even anime standards. Like Coupled with the, sh- the moon. The show is the anime. Whole moon shit, I was like. But I think it's, oh. like, more exaggerated. That's why, like, when you get to, like, after you lose a character like Brawler, who is naturally exaggerated and cutthroat, like, those type of characters, they work in an exaggerated sense. But then there's other characters, like, the executioners. Like, when you get to that plot line, like, the city going into the anarchy, I feel like too much is happening too fast in those like final five episodes that it kind of blurs together as a plot point. And it's just like, we need point A to happen to point B. So let's just get like the civilians out of unrest every time they need to be out of unrest as like quick and as intense as possible. I feel like it's like too yeah, they, much to they, push that. They were very quick. to. They went hard on it. I was like, oh man, that's, that's a lot. But like, in terms of, like, episodes, honestly, I so sparsely say an episode's, like, a 10 out of 10. Like, there's, like, oof, there's not a lot of ones this season that I just be like, yeah, the episode's 10. There's, like, the Haikyuu one, 
where Hinata gets his first receive. It's 10 out of 10. There's the one Jujutsu one where it's not this last episode. It's the one before that. That one I'd say is like a 10 out of 10. Yeah, the uh, fucking Full Metal Alchemist reboot. Uh, that might be it for like there's there's a decent number of eights and like nines, but like 10 out of 10 is such. So I'm so stingy with like giving something like a perfect score. That's why there's like there's only four shows on my thinking my anime list that have perfect scores, and one of them's a movie from thinking the show. Bro, there was an Akudama Drive episode that was fucking sick. I think it's like Listen, my favorite one is the one with uh, Brawler versus the one guy when he dies. Like that's my favorite episode. That one's hella good. That is that one is fucking tight. Now it'd be like a nine out of ten. I just yeah, like I don't know. I don't think it's Moggy tier, but I mean the show I'm giving a B. I'll say that off the bat. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. It's like like, I figured you were going to go A or B, but, like, those last set of episodes, it's, like, when I get to, like, Sinking Fire Force, where I'm, like... Probably a high B, but... Fire, Fire Force is not going to be in, like, where I would hope it to be, but it's not. It's going to be relatively low. No, dude. The cyberspace episode and the whole fucking plot twist of what Kanto uh, actually is, I was, like, okay, fuck off. Yeah, like, like, what's the... Once like they started explaining hours. stuff, it kind of I, I, yeah, I feel like it's once the explanation started happening, it kind of like slowly fell off. But when it was They're just vessels. like They're intense like action, cyber tentacles wrapping around the kids. Mm-hmm. When like, it was intense action and like mystery, and you're just like going with the flow, it felt like a really good series. Yeah, I wish the group didn't split up. And they they, they worked, you know. Yeah, like they, if they, if they you had, had everything fucking, happen, it would have happened. But like. I don't know. It had a vibe, you know? All right, I Justin. Thought, yeah. We're giving put that a B, Akudama put Drive. Put her in the B. I mean, it's still a show. I'd recommend it. It's like one of Studio Perot's best shows, and, like, visually, it it's, awesome. it's amazing. It's a good watch. All right, next up, we have Assault Lily. This is one show that it's done by Shaft, and Shaft has, like, some... <laughs> Shaft has good quality shows. So, like... If it's a basic show like this and then you have a studio like Shaft do it, you're probably getting, like, decent quality out of it. More or less what happens. Like, there's characters that really work, but essentially it, the main focus of the show is, like, the two main characters, which is, like, Yu Yu and uh, Riri, whose name is a pun based off Assault Lily, and it's Japanese, so you say Lily as Riri, and so that's her name. So it's like, oh, I was destined for this. Now, the thing about the show is, like, you've always said it was, like, Symphogear. Now, it may or may not be at the end of it. The last couple episodes were honestly really good. Like, the first, like, I couldn't sell the show as well in the first half. But, like, when we got to the second half, where you introduced this character who's accidentally made by experimentation, because the world is, like, a little crazy. Like, they're taking these huge beasts that are called huge and, like, experimenting them and trying to make, like, artificial lilies and, like, trying to manufacture them so they're weapons. Because that's what the government's doing outside of the lilies who have, like, they're, like, an autonomous entity right so they have mm-hmm. their own freedoms and so there's contention between like charm makers which is the weapons and like the government and like the fact that they could just more or less do whatever they want so they want their own like means of defense but they're doing it in like inhumane ways so you have this episode where like one of those girls she because the power source of how they are made is connected between the huge and the lilies so that's like the tie so she accidentally creates like a daughter for lack of like anything to call her not really a clone 
And so she takes care of her. And then next, you know, it's like revealed that she is this experiment. So you have this plot point where it's like the government's trying to capture and kill her. And then next, you know, you have this big threat happens. And so she sacrifices herself and she ends up dying. And then you have like a fight back of like, oh, another threat's happening and there's nothing you can do. And like those last set of episodes are like intense plot, really good. There's this one insert song that plays the final episode that I was like, yo, this song is probably going to like playlist. It's so fire. Like the ending of the show. Plus it's like animated really well. Like even if it's outside of your genre, I think that it's like shonen-esque enough towards the end that if you're like outside of just like more Moe-esque type of shows that have those scenes intentionally done, there is enough action and like mystery plot going on that you could just watch it and be fine. Because the mystery is like slowly seeded throughout. Like you're always like, who are these people in the higher ups? Like, who is the president? How does this organization work? You're always trying to figure that type of thing out. And it's a pretty good show. Thing is, I'm going to put in C tier because I, at the end of the day, I thought it was like okay for what it was. Yeah, and it, it, it's definitely a Simpo like, Gear ripoff. This is a show I really liked, but you know, it's not one I'd be like quality standards. It's anything outside of C tier. B would be lucky, but like, there's, I watched too much, so it's not going there. Justin, you can put Assault Lily in a C tier. All right, Troy, you start us off. This is Attack on Titan final season. I don't think you watched today's episode, did you? Uh, yeah, I watched the this one. Oh, did you watch the post? Did you watch the post credit? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe okay. I did. Okay, he goes down in the basement. Uh, no, I didn't. All right, pull that up. I need you to watch that post credit right after the ending, because if um, I, can't, I can't say words, I but, can do it right now. Yeah, you can do but, it right now. But yeah, so far, uh, I think episode one is fucking sick. <laughs> they airdrop Titans on some motherfuckers. I mean, it's brutal. It's um, in the opening. I think episode two was really interesting but nothing I mean, to write home about a lot of what happens in like it's honestly if so if in, this season was 30 episodes i'd be like word episode two the fact that there's like known to be so little episodes there's 16 that, episodes yeah and this is the last season so you're kind of trying to savor everything you know, you don't like want a palate cleanser, or you don't yeah, well, really that's want. That's not what it is. You don't so want I'll, table setting necessarily. I have to explain this: the fact that that is like two and a half chapters for that episode, so they are condensing a decent amount. These are like long formed chapters; they're like forty pages or so. So it's not like a normal show where you're taking my hero and being like, "Oh, here's two and a half chapters for an episode," and that's like less than a single chapter of Attack on Titan. That's not how that's done. It's they're condensing it in like the most streamlined, palatable way where you're getting all this dialogue that happens in like six or seven chapters. More or less, I think it's closer to 10 chapters before any of the action happens. And that action does technically build up to next episode where I'm uh, assuming it's towards the latter half where that scene is going to happen. Well, next- I don't really care about the action so much. It's just kind of like the first one you're in Marley and you have this new shiny thing and you got these four kids. You're like, what, what's going on with these people? And then the second one, I don't know. The feel of it is just. Okay. The second one, it's a literal parallel to set up 
your mindset to what's gonna I shouldn't over explain this because a lot of the contention with what I think people I might mean, have with this season happens in this part of the season. I wasn't lost watching it. I just No, it's not like you're gonna be lost. This is the first or third episode. But it's like one of those things that I find really necessary that I don't think most people would find necessary, and it's only because of how they structure the story from here on out is a line of contention that's drawn that I find that if, depending on how your attitude is towards series, like once it explains it more, I feel like you'll understand where it's going for. But I find it to be like really necessary based on how they're going to break it down. I, really, I just can't over explain it and like spoil something because I feel like that would take away from it too much. Well, I mean, yeah. Like why I mentioned the action in the next episode is the action is a big major point where your mindset is going to be towards one aspect of how the war breaks down and so when you watch that you'll be like oh this is happening that's good but then when you get to the arc after marley then a lot of what's set up in this part effectively works really well into what happens plus the fact that they're like you saw the poster where reiner is the one cowering from aaron as opposed to like the first season where it's like colossal titan and aaron so there are those sets of parallels that it's enforcing right now in order to build up to what's going to slowly unravel. Yeah, which, you know, I thought it was just the first episode is... I mean, the first episode does have action and, like, intensity to it. And that's, like, 50% of the episode. Um, yeah, I'm... Like, action aside, it's just the first time you're in Marley. So you are seeing, like, all this new shit. You're introduced to new characters. So essentially from that point on, that's like 10 chapters of setup between what happens here and what's going to happen. And then you're going to sort of understand why they do it later. <laughs> Did you watch the second part? The um, No, I was trying to do some... Okay. I don't want to mention that scene until you've seen it, you know. Because it's uh, a really good moment. But yeah, ep- episode... Oh, wait, never mind. I'm, I just fast-forward to it. That's fine. It's like the last minute where you'll see it. It's right after the ending finishes. But do you have anything to say on uh, the third episode? Maybe not. All right, I guess we'll just have to wait for him until that time comes. Justin, by any chance, did you read the manga? For Did you read Attack on Titan manga? You're still muted, but that's fine. No, I stopped like a few years ago. Okay, but did you get to the part where Aaron is um, in the basement and Reiner comes down? Um, it's during the Marley. Last time I remember, he was in that new city with all those new Titans. And mm-hmm, that was the mm-hmm. last place I left off. Okay, so you did stop on like where this anime picks up. About. I so when you say new Titans, did they show you the um, Warhammer? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're so what next episode is the after that scene where he reveals Aaron is Aaron, right? And he he has that 
speech with Reiner. And so that leads to like that moment where he's like, you're going to watch what I'm going to do. And he does the thing. And then it leads into that whole debacle. I just wanted to check because Troy was rewatching the scene where Reiner goes into the basement. Um, yeah, that was tight. I mean, I kind of already. I mean, you figure that's what it was going to because they lead up to it. Yeah, I mean, I saw the trailer, so I know he attacks the courtyard. But uh, essentially, what you're going to see happen is like the slow build down to what he, like, why he chose to get him there, and then he's going to have his speech. And that part of like the manga for this arc is my favorite, is his conversation with Ryan. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I was going to, episode two, like, the reason I don't like it as much as episodes one or three is just because episode three does a really fucking good job of not only, like, explaining who Reiner is and explaining why he basically had split personality disorder while he was fucking on parties. Oh, was this last episode episode four? Is that why I was getting thrown off? Yeah. Yes, this makes sense. So then episode three... And yeah, episode two was introducing the characters like and following them for like a quick second. Yeah, it was fucking just kind of like a hey, here's a here are some of the new people. Here are what they're about. Yeah. This, this cute girl with circles under her eyes is actually the fucking cart titan. But then episode three is like, oh, Reiner wasn't even supposed to be a titan, but the one mm-hmm. dude wanted to save his brother so his family didn't lose both its sons to this fucking curse. Yeah. And then Annie's like called him out on his shit. It explains the and one you have thing. That. You have that it's one scene where she flash. beats him in and he just stands up. Oh, bro, yes. I love that scene so much. Such but yeah, it does a really good job of tying in with uh, when we see, God, what the fuck's her name? The girl with the freckles, uh, Ymir. Ymir, okay. And when like, she Ymir eats uh, Marcel. And yeah. eats him, yeah. So then you're like, oh, she gets the jaw tightened there and then she gets her memories back because she turns into a human. Mm-hmm. You're like, so then you're like, oh, shit. But the whole time you're like seeing the parallels between Reiner and Aaron. Yeah. Reiner's like wants to do the right thing, has the his heart's in the right like, place. Their mindset just, is the same for why they stand on where they stand. The issue is yeah. like you don't see them get to see the other perspective. They're just not allowed to understand that because that's just a normal thing in a war. But then Reiner does see the other perspective. So that and he has like he sees himself in Aaron. He ta- mm-hmm. he teaches Aaron shit. He becomes friends with uh, Marco. Yeah. There's that moment where he's like, hey, why is Marco screaming? Like the moment he sees Marco be who he is. Yeah. He, he literally shifts his perspective on life. He like creates an alternate persona to like yeah. carry him because he's so shocked and stressed that he just fractures who he is. But this, ep- yeah, this episode really does a good job of like showing how and why that happens while also drawing parallels to Aaron while also just explaining the fact that Marley was using child soldiers. They were like mm-hmm. 10 when they got sent over there. Those fuckers would put a bear hole in a box and then just like use them as a fucking like weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. 
So did you notice in the one scene, I mean, it's fairly noticeable if once you, once you hear him say Mr. Jaeger and who's talking to who and you realize that's his grandfather. That's a yeah. really good scene from that episode. Like there's a lot I of small that. stuff they do. Because I, I, I watch it with my sister and her uh, like fiance. Mm-hmm. And her fiance, like she watches it and shit, but she's not like fully like I mean, I, yeah and my sister she like watches it a little bit more mm-hmm. but i like sit there and i'm just answering questions because they were like why is this old man having a fucking meltdown in a courtyard and i was yeah, like yeah <laughs> i was like that's aaron's grandpa and i was like mm-hmm. that's zeke's dad that's the guy that zeke lived with after he reported his parents to the police yes yeah, it's, it's uh, grandpa too or yeah but like when he makes that little like slight comment where he's like what yeah he has to go back to him after he gets his own dad and mom arrested Mm -hmm. he's like what so you got some family troubles unresolved and the guy's just like you understand why aaron says that because he saw that whole life in that one episode where right before he goes in the prison cell Mm -hmm. it's just him like oh we found the basement and now aaron's in jail and he sees everything his father's been through. Yeah, and then I had to like explain. I was like, "Remember the fucking owl eyes guy who was the attack that's titan?" Before? Aaron Kruger, who is yeah. who Aaron is going by right now. He's. Mr. I was like, Kruger. "That's Aaron Kruger," and I was like, "That's just a pseudonym." But he shared the memory with that guy, so he was able to use that. So last it makes name. sense. Yeah, it's it's so a lot of like the loose pieces they use to like tie in the plot threads in this arc and like what they go into like the subsequent arcs it's just so good and once you see how it all melts together like i'm assuming you'll be more of a fan of it than some people because there's like a moment that stuff happens that people are going to be like the direction of the show is bad or something that's my assumption because when i was reading it i heard that and so like eventually people turn their tides because they think like things are going in a more shonen way it's it's not really like my point of interest for the series. It's more of like the psychological aspects that I've always been invested with with the show, and they get into that so much with this arc, and then the following arcs. Yeah, I thought episode three did a really good job of. Yeah, episode that three home. was probably my favorite with this part. It was like and episode four. Reading. I thought just did a good job of getting it's all set the up. chess pieces in position for mm-hmm. the old queen's gambit. Yeah, once you see what, how what throws down next episode, like I say action, but when you see what's what happens in the action, you'll understand why I say it's a a lot happens. I don't think it's gonna fully start next episode, but if not towards the end, it's getting more or less concluded in the one after that. And it's yeah, I'm imagining wild. he's gonna fucking show Reiner what it's like to have your fucking hometown have a Titan in the smack dab center of it at a yeah, very inopportune moment. You gotta wait and see how they do. Like, there's a plan. I hope there. I hope that they spend a pretty hefty chunk of time talking because they're in a basement. I think I want to say it's gonna be half the episode's dialogue because it is like a whole chapter. I would hope so because that it's gonna be a decent amount because there's stuff happening on top as well as down, and you'll see like the parallels of what they're going about, and it just works. Dude, yeah, they got some shit to talk about. Like, I'd be, I'm really fucking curious to see. All right, Troy. Based on these four episodes, where would you rank this? 
Um, episode two is kind of Episode three is fucking sick. Episode four, really good. Episode one is sick. So I would say that averages to like maybe a high B or an A. Yeah, I was probably gonna if if episode five happened, I probably would have put it in Moggy tier because it's one of my favorite parts of the series in general. I, but yeah, like, I, with these four episodes, I would have said A, if not like high B. There's just been a fair deal of introduction and table setting and like getting to know you and all that type of shit. Like, you don't get so, to get that conclusion yet, so like. Yeah, there needs to be a little bit of resolution, or not resolution necessarily, but like. You need to see where this has been going. Yeah. All right, Justin. Um, oh, fuck, dude. I got an Amber Alert. Hey, if you guys are in Snoqualmie, Washington, um, you got a 2019 silver Volkswagen Jetta. They stole some sort of child or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I like how this is going to re-release sometime in the far future. And you're like, yeah, in two months from now, someone's going to be like, oh, shoot, I saw that. <laughs> silver Jetta, like, kicking in the fucking window. <laughs> All right, Justin, uh, unless it's Put up to you, Trevor, I back. guess. Do you want to put it in A tier or B tier? Um, I'd say put it just in A tier, and if someone's going to argue with my rationale, then I'd tell them to just look at how beautiful this season's been. I mean, if I was going based on, like, production quality, I'd put it in Moggy tier easily, like, map yeah. Went off you gotta the factor in the production value. The intro, the intro is a banger. Well, I said, oh, intro is so good. I, the fact that people didn't like it, I was like, y'all are whack. Mm-hmm. The intro is like one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Justin, we said A tier, mm-hmm. unless you had a vote that you just didn't want us to hear. But you know, all right. I, I guess got that. Up, yeah. Next up is D4DJ. It's an idol show, so I really don't have to. Go, this is like a regular basic idol show, so what you're watching it for is a lot of the music. The plot just happens to like get to those moments, so I'm going to go off the bat and say it is C-tier, but the music in this show is pretty fire. Like I heard five seconds of one of the latest songs in episode seven, and I paused what I was watching. I looked up to double-check and see if it was on Spotify. By chance of God, I'd be lucky enough to be like, oh, that's on Spotify, and I found it, and I put it on my playlist right away, and that was just a bob. Like, that's legit one of my favorite songs I've heard in anime in a minute. And so if I was going based off, like, the reason I was watching it is to find fire songs by chance, I'd have threw this in Magi tier. But as a show itself, it's pretty average, run of the mill. It's a C tier. So, okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, if you want to watch a show for music, I'd recommend it because there are good music in it. It's not every episode. It's, like, every two or three episodes. And it, basically, it's about – uh girls in a school like trying to become djs and so they like learn the functions of what djing is and then like performance and so you have a girl who's a video jockey one who's a composer the other who's just a regular dj and then you have your lead performer and they just meet up they become a unit and then you get like interactions with other units and other groups eventually so if that's your type of show it it's good dogeza it's about a guy and he's relatively horny. And if you know his voice actor, he's Joseph Joestar of Gentoki. That's like his most notable roles. He's also in Sangatsu No Lion as Mr. Smith. He's in a few other stuff. He's in Haruhi Suzumiya as the main character. So basically it's him. And all he does, as the name implies, if you know what dogeza is, it's cow towing. So it's like when you go on all fours and you bow your head like the most 
like the most intense way you can like beg for something in like Japanese culture. And so that's what he does. And he asks to like have people flash him either their breasts or their underwear. And that's the plot. Now, if, if I was going on the uncensored version, like maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'd be like, that's foggy too. Even though it probably wouldn't be because it's like basic etchy. Like if I'm going on an etchy show, I'd like have to have like quality of standards. I'd have to have like a three page report on like what standards an etchy show needs to actually be qualified as a Moggy tier. That's not the case. Stick an censored version, so I can't even talk about like anything notable. It just happens. It's it's basic. Uh, just because of the shows that, just so Demon Slayer has something like, I would say D tier. It's like it's nothing worth it. You know, it's just humor. Like just off the humor, I probably would have said C tier. It's okay humor, but like because I'm just talking about it as a show, Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the episodes are also three minutes. So if you wanted to waste time, this is a perfect show. So, Justin, you could put the next show up in a Demon Slayer tier. Or you could ignore us. That also works. Troy, you want to try and get his attention? There's one job. I know. You know, it's hey. difficult. Hey. Listen, that's fine. We just need you to drag that into Demon Slayer. All right, that next one looks I'm like... Switch is not even doing anything important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bro, look at this. You see I know this? You're, mu- you're multitasking out here and talking. I'm talking. You can, you can fucking scroll a thing every five minutes. <laughs> All right, the next show is uh, Higurashi, right? I'm I don't know what that is. Is that a me? I don't know what he's doing. I'm not going to lie. I'm in a race. Oh, he's in a race. Okay, okay. Anyways, the next show is Higurashi. You've watched that choice. I'll let you start. Um, starts off really good. Shit mm-hmm. starts off really confusing. Mm-hmm. It's a lull where they really, really, really try and drive home the fact that this girl's being molested and abused by her uncle. They, Are you talking about this current arc? really try and drive that shit home where they're like we need child services because she's being abused and they're like all right and the next episode's like we're at child services because she's being abused and the next yeah, yeah. this like, this current arc more like... of us because she's being abused and then and but then okay then that last this episode, most recent episode was payoff and was, i was like it was worth it it was but worth it I was, the thing about this arc the current one like and they go into the meta of the series itself so hard because the fact that Rika has to live in these timelines over and over and over again that when she says there's a chance and she like becomes like an iron wall when it comes to like we have to get this to work because she's just sick and tired of dying and you just don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And it's like vaguely expa- explained in like the second episode where it's a random scene that happens where she's talking in like this other dimension where it's like oh yeah you have to go through this again and she- she's the only one who knows how this works yeah so the which moment, is why the show is so fucking confusing so what the moment the that arc happens well this show is based off like an alternate timeline of what happens in the original series so it takes a lot of the original arcs where keichi usually dies and he tends to survive them now but you're kind of just seeing how they break down and like it was there's alternate ver- like alternate ways it happens like i watched the first arc me and one of my friends because we were watching this and we're like okay let's rewatch the old one and see what's different and there's so much that's different 
and so many different details to happen. Like the first arc, you have Mion and Reyna involved versus this one and this version where it's like mainly Reyna's the focal point of antagonist. And beyond that, there's also like another organization who gets involved and it's why Keishi ends up dying is he gets the curse and he scratches his neck until he dies. It's like so gruesome. Yeah, they do. They keep like showing him occasionally scratching his neck and shit, but... Like they do as nods to that version, but like yeah. the way they do it is different, you know? But yeah, like, it, uh, this the payoff on this fucking... I was... I don't know, because it had been so much of the same. I'm, it was moving. Yes, the last forward. two episodes, three and four of this arc, were relatively the same thing back and forth. I, like, yeah, I don't mean to like say it, because it was gradually like they were building more people and they were mm. getting the community heads involved and all this shit. Like I, but it was literally like okay, we're back at the stu- or like the child protective services and the next episode is like we're back at the child protective and then they were back at the child and it was like, like I, I'll say this when they're not at child pro- child protective services the plot that's happening is always like entertaining but when they get back there you're like they're going to have to go through this again yeah cuz it's it the same just, thing every time it is impossibly difficult to deal with them and mm-hmm. I, it was just like like, when he mouths off to the Sanazaki or Sanzaki family, like, the grandma, I was like, yo, Keiichi's going off. Like, I don't know what he became as a character. He ate his, like, Shona protagonist O's. He went off on her. He was like, bro, yeah. I'll beat you in the head. Like, I don't care. That like, shit was pretty tight. He was like, what? He went hard. I will and you have, this, you have the scene with the lawyer. When the lawyer steps out and always she's like, oh, he just pulls out his paperwork. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thought that part was weird, though, because he, like, pulls out his paperwork and then He's like, I'm a lawyer. And then he sends a bunch of fucking children in to talk to the... I was like... Yeah, I mean... Are that's you not going to walk in there with them, Mr. Lawyer? Like, what the fuck? I mean, at that point, I feel like everything was set up and, like, the people didn't care as much as them. So if you had, like, them be the opposition, you wouldn't get, like, that level of back and forth. So you can't just send a bunch of random people, but they also limited... Like, the, well, if yeah, the lawyer went, that would have made sense. The lawyer should have probably went. Yeah, I, I was like, what the why are you here if not to assist them so yeah. they don't like say like out of pocket shit that gets yeah like he could have I, I think at him. that point everything was going to work out because you also had like the lady talk the grandma talked to the mayor who talked to the child protection service he's like yeah 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 my people oh, I mean, line, you know they didn't even need to go into the building yeah at that point i think it was settled but you know but yeah, overall, like, you have the midway points of the series to set up, like, how it's going to handle itself. But then everything before then is like, okay, the first episode is setting up the characters that are going to be involved. And then the last episode is your payoff episode. And so, for the most part, I think every arc has had a solid payoff. Now, the only difference being Keiichi always survives in, like, these versions of the series. But overall, I think I give it a B tier. Yeah, it's uh, I think the highs are very high, but there's some definitely. I don't low. think the lows are bad. I think the lows are just set up, and that's just, why I like, don't count it too hard. Slow shit. Yeah. For pay, it's like a bunch of like build, 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 payoff, mm-hmm. build, 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 payoff. It's not bad, but it just means that some episodes are like much stronger. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have uh, Hypnosis Mike, Rap Battle, Division. It's like Rap Battle, something, Division, Anima, something like that. That's the full name. 
Anima. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it's like rap. It's there's like three separate parts of the name, and that's why it's throwing me off because I only know hypnosis mic off so the top what, of my head. Who's doing the anima? I don't know, man. I don't know who's animaing out here. No, but the show colon cleanse. A quick plot description is the show is about there's this government organization they've pretty much taken over and it's like, okay, we're gonna change how things work. We're going to take away weapons and everything's going to be done through like these devices called hypnosis mics, which basically ascertain your skill is to what you can get out of people. Like the mics help influence people. That's what they're for. So instead of like battles with guns and stuff, you would just use hypnosis mics and like try to win with words. And the government organization that takes over is called the party boards. So you have the base plot of like, oh, they're setting up a tournament. So basically they want to use the tournament to mind control these people. So they have influence over just about everyone in Japan, more or less. So these groups are popular in their area, so therefore they would have influence in the first place. And it's about four main characters who used to be a part of one unit, but certain stuff happened like through interference of government entities and people that they broke up in the first place and split off. And so they have to like reach the rank and eventually battle it out. Now, if you're watching the show for the plot, there is actually decent plot. If you're watching the show for the music, there are really good tracks there's also really bad tracks and by really bad i mean like there's this one group that like when they're individual they all sound fine but when they're as a group i'm like why are your raps always so whack and then you have like some really good groups where you're just getting like heat music that you'd be like yo i'd put this on my playlist type music uh i mean it's a relatively basic show uh i mean i wish someone else watched it because i'm bouncing between like a low b high c i'd probably say high c just because you know, C tier just needs to be stacked with stuff. Um, yeah, I've never seen it, but I mean, you probably would like it if you watched it. Like, just if anything, just for the music and like the basic plot, like you wouldn't hate it. Like, yeah, there's enough I've... mystery and plot going around. I think you wouldn't hate it is a perfect C tier. I think that's actually like. The, like if you if you were you expecting Moggy tier out of it, then I no feel like no, no. You're like if you look up like the description of like what's a C tier description, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> it's a fucking show. Like like I think C tier is a well because this like translates out. C C tier is average range. Yes, yeah, is it good or bad? Yes. Like for the most part, based on like numerical scores I've given a lot of these shows, a lot of them would fall into like lower B, higher C which is why I just throw things that are like that into like C tier. But Justin, once once you realize that we exist too, you can throw that into C tier. All right, next up we have Ikebukuro Westgate Park, which relatively episodic. It's one of those shows that like this character gets in- introduced in this episode with this plot point and more or less they'll come back into this next episode or or not next episode, but finale. It's like one of those you get pieces in the puzzle and they slowly build on each other and then you have episodes designed to like build a main character and like his family type thing like him and his mother and the main character it does odd jobs essentially for this main gang that's in the city and then you have this rival gang that appears and so he's like the intermediary and the way the finale breaks down is you don't realize that one of like the part people in the other gang are like a mole for this bigger organization because you realize there are other organizations trying to break through the city like take control of like funds and stuff and like you know use the people and take advantage right 
And so you don't realize one of the other people are a part of that group until like that finale comes. And so the main character gets framed for killing his friend who's a part of the gang he helps. And it's basically the last two episodes are him like trying to escape and find out what's going on. And as a mystery towards the end of the show, it's a really good mystery. As it, the only issue is like the start is relatively episodic. You have like really good moments in certain episodes. But I think that happens more at the halfway point. And it's a relatively good show, but I also put it in C tier. All right, this is just me hammering out I show see. after show for a minute. All right, next up is Bottleneck. Honestly, not going to lie, if the conclusion, like, it's three minutes. So, like, the way I base the show is, like, it's taking three minutes of my time. So, the quality I'm getting out of three minutes, so I have to base it off of. And outside of the weirdness and, like, randomness, like, it's weird because I'm like, there's better shows than this, but at the same time, for like what this show is, I would put in a B tier, probably. Like, out of quality, out of lack of expectations. This is one of the better shows I just haven't watched this season. It's about a guy who gets killed in the past, and suddenly he revives for some means. Like, they don't explain some of the random plot lines. It just happens to happen. And he doesn't have a head, so eventually he just uses, like, sinking a rice ball as a head. And you find out, like, in the past, there was this girl he liked who happens to be reincarnated to look exactly like this next girl. You have a bunch of random plots where it starts off where you think he's killing people and making them into rice balls or jelly donuts, as Brock would say. And so it's always this weird mystery comedy thriller that's happening through every episode. And there's episodes that are even emotional for some weird reason that they can happen to, like, evoke any sense of emotion out of the show. It's like... You don't expect this type of thing out of like the way it's animated and the fact that it's like a short series. It's weirdly good. Like if you wanted to burn time to watch a short anime, this would be like one of the first ones I would recommend just because of how weirdly intriguing it is. You might not even think it's good, but you'd be fascinated enough to watch every episode because of how weird it is. But you can throw it in C tier. Like, if it was bad, I would say D tier, but it's honestly not bad. All right, this is this is a D tier show, though. Iwakakuru, Sports Climbing Girls. It's, some of the characters are just really, really annoying. Like, one of them is just based on cat puns, and the other one just says her nickname, like, as a form of dialogue, like, 90% of the time. So she'll just say, she's like, cool Anne. So they'll call, she'll, her catchphrase is kurikurusu, and so she'll say it. And that's like the only thing she says. And then like the audience is drones. So they'll say that the characters are fine. Like, I don't think there's any great characters except thinking, uh, the guy who voices Dio, who's like just this random, like sage monk master boulderer who's just out in the woodworks where you have an episode where he just is there and like, he's just voiced by Dio. So he just happens to be there. And like, you hear him talk and he's just like this really epic guy. That's how like characters, like they're basic. And the plot is relative. It's like, if you've watched a sports show, it's like the whole plot line of what a sports show would be all in one season, where you take the fatal loss, but you need the comeback. It's all mm. done in a single season, which is why it like detracts because a lot of plot just needs to happen just for the sake of happening because she has to win in the end. So it kind of detracts of like the whole goal to it. The way she trains though, it works. It's pretty good. It's rock climbing. So there are good moments and it's like educational to an extent. So it's good in those aspects. But like as a show, I'm saying D tier because it's just really nothing special to it. 
like it's not a show I'd recommend by any means. So Justin, you can throw that in D tier. All right, Troy, do you want to talk about this now? What is this? This is Jujutsu Kaisen. Fair? Oh. I mean, I, yeah, it's up to you. I watched, I've seen, I'm caught up on this shit. Yeah, I'm just saying because I'm like, this is probably the peak of what I'm going to talk about shows. So I was talking about it now, it's just going to feel like, oh yeah, there's still you... good stuff left. You didn't watch Wandering Witch, so you don't know what... Listen, if you put Wandering Witch in Magitair, I'm not going to stop you. If you think it's Magitair, I'm not going to stop you. Okay, we'll get into Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm saying Magitair right now. Troy, do you agree or disagree? I agree. This shit's tight. Like, outside of plot, production quality. (laughs) I knew knew he was going to... I know Justin likes the series, so it's fine. Like, if he means around that one, but... I, I... In terms of plot... What happens in this part of the season, I probably would have said A tier, but the fact that it's just production quality made me like certain scenes much more. I was like, I like this last episode where it's just Mahito getting like whooped by Yuji and um not a mean hitting the fucking wood works put on and him. it's done so well. They and like they they legit ass. they switched to CG at one moment and it's done so well. I'm like the fact that I know CG is just the fact that I can point it out like almost all the time. Like when Attack of Titan switched between CG and like regular frames in the final season, I was like, I can point this type of stuff out. But it was done so well that for a moment I'm looking at it, I'm like, is that really CG? Because it switches to CG when it gets to Sukuna and then like shows his body and you start to like see the difference. And it's like for like a minute and a half to two minutes with just CG, but it looks clean when he breaks through the barrier from the outside Mm -hmm. when he uses it on the not a mean. Yeah, I mean, I could tell, but not. There's some instances. I thought Demon Slayer did a really good job of it, too. Demon Slayer doesn't really use CG. They just use, like, really well-done frames of, like, 2D frames. And it just looks well, fantastic. Put, there's literally instances. There are some things. moments, but it's they put not a lot. CG on top of 2D. Well, that's for, that's for, like, move effects, but that's not full CG. Like, full CG is, like... If you've seen a full CG, you would know what I'm talking about. But, like, it's not done in the same way that Demon Slayer does. It's just, like, regular CG. Just high quality. Like, when you see the Armor Titan and, like, the Titans move in Attack on Titan Final Season, that's CG. So, I don't know if you noticed it as well. But, like, a lot of scenes, like, they'll switch from, like, regular to CG in in the final season. Or it'd be, like, Reiner moving his head and it'll be 2D. And it'll switch to CG for like a brief instance, just for like the sake of movement. Yeah, I mean, I can tell CG. I was yeah. just using Demon Slayer because they absolutely do use CG, not the same type, but I mean, they do it very well. And I think there's seamless. I think it's more overlap. I think it's like overlap of different layers of what they're doing versus CG. That's the only thing. I don't I really don't think Demon Slayer actually uses proper CG. No, they uh overlay it on certain not like the water I, I think they, like the water effect is like overlaid on top of itself no, in that's like not, different frames for like that's movement. not the CG, but they use um during like action sequences 
they use No, I, I'm thinking of one that comes to mind. I don't think that's CG. I, there's In the first episode, they do it where he's running in the woods and you see him like throw the axe and scenes like that. I don't think that's CG. But then again, this is before I was able to pinpoint it better. This is like the start of the year. I was just a stinking crap weeb who wasn't able to notice this stuff. So it could be different. But anyways... What are your overall thoughts on the series? This way, I don't have to speak a hundred times. Um, what are we talking about? We're still on Jujutsu. Oh, um, yeah, it's pretty tight. Uh, I thought there haven't been a whole lot of. I don't know. There hasn't been any episode that's like subjectively slow, because even the ones that aren't, like, all action, 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 are still presenting information mm-hmm. and still, like, building the world. And I yeah. think the pacing of the show is actually really well done. Um, so, I mean, if you just, like, take the story, the plot, and how they've been presenting it, I think they're doing a really good job with that. And then you add in the fact that, like, it's some of the best action of the year. It's mm-hmm. one of the cooler combat systems that's come out in a, you know, long time in anime format. I'm sure there's yeah. some manga that haven't been adapted or um, yes, not going probably, down. Yes, probably the case. But, yeah, like, a recent anime, there haven't been a whole lot of shows that I think can compete with, like, the feats... Or not the feats necessarily, but like the action and how it's structured. Black Clover mm-hmm. does some cool stuff uh, with magic and the books and all yeah. that. But Jujutsu Kaisen seems like it's more. Uh, more there's like way men. more complexity. Yeah, it. where it's there's more layers and to it, and there's you like only know like two or three people, and it's not even like to full extent. I think the most you know is Nana means outside of, like, any of the main characters to the yeah, like, that they work with. You know, I've seen, yeah, like, you know more curses. Mm-hmm. Like, t- there's been two curses who have been, or I guess three if you count Sukuna's domain. And then and you still don't know the full seen, extent of what he does also. Yeah, and you've only seen Gojo's domain from a sorcerer. Yeah. So, which is, like, the fact that there's like domains on top of just base sorcery, like uh, Nanami is just a regular. Like he can't sorcerer. access that level of skill. Yeah, like I think that it just speaks more to like the depth of the power system. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fucking Nen boy, so I appreciate when someone has thought about their like power system. I'm not dogging on Naruto or DBZ or anything, but like Naruto, an example, uh, he has a fucking spirit demon thing that shares his body as a vessel and like gives him an infinite supply of the power. Uh, This dude, Yuji, has something similar. And every time he calls on the demon, it's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, bro, Sukuna, like, he <laughs> like, is... It is him the and, exact opposite. 
him and Mahito are such good villains, like where we are in the current arc. Like Sukuna, I can't even spoil. This current arc is like a top 10. Like this is an arc legit. I'd be like a 10 out of 10 arc. One of my favorites, depending on the conclusion. It doesn't have a conclusion yet, but there's like so much time. It's like Chimera Ant where everything's happening at the same time. So they'll like keep track of time logs of when certain events are happening. So you could piece together like when certain plot pieces are happening as it's going on. But you have to like keep that in mind because they'll go back and forth. But like this current arc, you see what Sukuna, just who he is, and he does jank messed up stuff that I'm like, bro, as a character, I love you. But like when I look at you and do what you are, I'm like, dang, why do you have to be like that? Like, such a good I th- character. Yeah, I think he's for, like an awesome And then you have like man. someone like Karama in Naruto who's just like, he, he, he has to kind of help out just because for no relative reason like he just yeah he, he was like i don't talk to me Gert. and then it was like but i need your help and he was like okay like you know it just doesn't work like you you have That's a demon it? inside of you you need a plot to work with like even the way black clover does it there's a reason why their relationship goes the way it does like there's more depth to it i think naruto was like the a relatively early basis for this idea which is why it lacks so much but like it's something that gets worked really well into some series you know yeah, and I think that they've kind of flipped it on its head, or like pre- it's not even like that old of an idea, but they've kind of given it a breath of fresh air. Where it's like, like that Junpei scene where he says, "Please help me save him," and he like, just laughs. He says, "I'll do it anything." Is so good, which like I love. That's like a little subtle thing of dialogue, but he tells him, um. Or what's his name? The patchwork curse guy. Mahito, yeah. Yeah, he's like, damn, he just offered to give anything up. And it's like, is he trying to set up a pact? But yeah, nobody knows that good. there is a pact already. Yeah, and like, the fact that he was just offering anything. And yeah, Sukuno, Yuji, Yuji doesn't even remember the pact he set up yeah, either. But Sukuno was like, I already got what I want. And mm-hmm. he's like, he just offered... It's like, so what the fuck are you taking from him, bro? Like, it's got to be something fat, because can they not make second packs? Like, I mean, Yuji's willing to give up an additional thing. Re- realistically, they already have an agreement. So it's like, he already has what he wanted out of him, and he told him. That's what I'm Yeah, so like, so, you if, know. if there's no restriction on the number of packs they can make between each other when yuji says i'll give you anything i I feel like that would give too much to sukuna if they were to do it that way but they didn't because what they didn't already took is enough enough for him that yeah so it's like what'd you take you motherfucker every time he has a chance to like wield yuji he he goes ham with he's like i'll do what i want he can't do anything like it goes hard i would yeah i think i want to see yuji and uh Fucking Gojo fight again. Bro, I'm going to say, like, if you thought what was good, the next arc and then the subsequent arc, for some reason, it gets better. Like, I like series. Oh, when I watch, they improve. Because Yuji so and... Sukuna keeps getting stronger. But Yuji is as well. The bromance moment that happens in the next arc is, like, a legit one of my... It's why, like, one of these characters are one of my favorite in the series. Like, if I was telling you my top three characters, I'd have told you Sukuna, Gojo, and one character that's already been introduced, 
but I can't tell you that he's my favorite yet because I feel like it gives away too much on the type of character he is. And it's just what they do in that arc is fantastic. Right. Did you watch Kumakuma Bear like fully or did you just stop at like some point? No, I'm fully caught up. It's just okay. kind of okay. something I watched. Casually. Like it's an okay series. There's good comedy. There's a good like slice of wifey moments. I think it's it not is much very okay. But mm-hmm. main girl, uh, yeah, there are some funny little things. I mean, I like Yuna as a character. She's funny. She's hilarious, and like she has cute interactions with like all of her pseudo sisters that she keeps meeting. And she's like, I've never had these relationships. Yeah, I really like the last episode. The last episode, I was like. This was a good hit home moment for the show that gave it like a strong ending where it's like, I never really had family home. So it kind of makes sense that why she just stays there the whole time, you know, and you just don't understand like what was her basis to it, but she like was really endeared to the world she came into. Yeah. I uh, don't like her little sister. (laughs) Uh, So the fact that this episode had so much like attention on her being you know, like, sad, like, oh. mm-hmm. I was like, shut the fuck. I was like, dude, this bitch is saving kingdoms. Like, Listen, if she was older, I would have been more irritated. I know, she's, she like, only as she was, but she's, like, 10 or something. Like, she's really young, so I was but like, yeah, it was, I'm just it like, makes sense for her character. I'm just, I was like, I don't want to watch this right now, but I understand <laughs> what they're doing, but it was just, like, like got it they were like yeah and i was like fucking fine but i did like uh the episode before or it might have even been this episode she like says under her breath she's like yeah because i actually just dug the tunnel so i could have access to rice and seafood it might have been this episode and the one dude's like you can't just fucking dig a hole in my mountain (laughs) yeah yeah and they have to it it might have been last episode. I don't know. It was one of them. But yeah, it was, there, there is like some legit good comedy. In it. Yeah. So anyways. I, it made me chuckle, but I would. Uh, it's it's C tier, I think. It's oh, yeah. Definitely not bad by any means. So, you know. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice and fun. All right, Justin, you can put that show in C tier. All right. We are, we are stretching time, choice. So let's try to pick up the pace, I suppose. What are, what are your thoughts on Haikyuu to the top? Um, it invented volleyball and is still, mm-hmm. to this day, one of the best anime ever made. Now, and if to anyone be fair, wants to fucking I'm gonna argue s- with me, they can lick my balls. This season wasn't as good as some of the past seasons, but that doesn't mean the season wasn't. I'm like, I'm gonna say I, I almost action. said I was gonna put it in um C tier, but I'm like actually it's probably lower B, less than a. Uh, high C, so I'm fair putting it in B tier. Just because the, the, the fuck, transition the fuck episodes... Did you watch, bro? I'm not going to put in A tier. It wasn't A tier good. It's like the least best season out there. Head ass. There's only one season I would put in Moggy tier for high Q, and it's stinking season three. Oh, you are so wrong. It's not even funny. This... Season three in S- Moggy tier. I put season... Season one is One in A tier. Season one's Moggy Tears. I don't. I don't think the highs tier. of season one. I think it's like right there, but it's. I think because season three is okay. Shorter, I'm gonna make this abundant. It's more concise. 
I am a flannel wearing, Birkenstock, mm-hmm. smoking, hiking, Pokemon playing, anime watching. I don't yes. give a solitary fuck about sports. Mm-hmm. Sports ball is stupid. I think people who play it waste their time and fans mm-hmm. even more so. That being said, I know what a quick is. I know what read blocking is. My friend's a D1 volleyball player, and I can talk to him about volleyball because this show show. is fucking so immersive and so good that it turned someone who's fucking cold on all sports in general into a fan of high school boys volleyball uh-huh uh-huh only a show of supreme fucking quality could do that only a season one of supreme quality could listen it's like one of the best first seasons of any show i'll give you that and it has like some of the best high moments so then get out of here with the middle part the middle part where they're fighting certain schools i think some of those matches like they're not as good as like the better parts of the show like there is a middle part that well i mean yeah some objectively of the scenes, feels like a lull it's not sometimes bad. they make a season a single match and yeah the first couple seasons they'll like do several matches an episode there's like six or seven matches in like the first season that are like of an episode or two length yeah but they're not steamrolling everyone they literally are like losing matches to teams that then they end up beating later on so you're like i mean yeah that's fine oh, fuck like this whole team's fucking, they're getting better as a unit. Like, you're seeing individual character development. The whole show's an S tier. I think this season's probably an A tier. Maybe. Yeah, the thing is, I like the first half of the season better than this half, which is why I say this is a B tier. I probably would have put the first half Dude, the first, in the, A tier because the, the way second... the training arc is done is just better, in my opinion. The, the second, second half, half, I think the first couple episodes are just for high Q standards and for like just shows in general because I don't really have specific standards for it. Is I just think it's weaker in the way they're building up. Like it's things you've already had build up for, but it's like a repetition of it, and it doesn't like pick up until you start getting like those characters from the other team more involved. Like, I feel like certain parts of the Karasu team weren't as enhanced as much. You're forgetting about Hinata's return and his receive. I already said that's an S tier moment. Like his that's, first receive, and literally then, the last then, two episodes are like the peak of what this show is. So how are you saying the second half of the season fell off? If because that's the last two episodes. There's more than just two episodes that I have to base this off of. But they're all steering towards a moment. Like you have you have the Ryu the Ryu moment in that one episode, the, and you, you have the Nishinoya like, episode. Yeah, I don't. And what are you? Those are the only episodes outside of like it's just a lot of volleyball. How many, how many flawless ep- like do you need? You also ep- have Nekuma's arc, which I think is just okay in that season. I really don't think it does anything in terms of high keywords. Like that OVA. count? My Crunchyroll separates that into a separate season. The the OVA or the actual Nekuma match against the monkey people where they have like Kenma's development and all that. Oh, that is this season, huh? Yeah. I thought like episodes like that were just okay. That's the first half of the season though, right? It's like three or four. It's like right after Ryu stuff. I think they go into that for like two episodes. No way. Ryu stuff 
after that. Because then it, he it might gets have that, it might have been opposite order, but they interrupted the match. Because he gets the line, he rifles the line shot. I, they interrupted the match between either his or Nishinoi's moment with the Nekama stuff. Yeah, it was. It had to have been Nishinoya because he was getting boggled by the serve early. And I don't think that moment was as good as like Karasuno being weighed down by like Shiro Torizawa or against Alba Josai, right? I thought that was like, you're you're doing the same thing, but it's like to less impact than what well, it was it's before. Nish- it's Nishinoya. Like, it's well, it's not-, not the fact that it's him. It's the fact that just the moment itself felt like it was lacking the emotional well, no, but core. It's Nishinoya, so you can't. He's literally one of like nationally recognized as a libero, so you can't. There's never a situation where you can be like, "Oh, he's the dead weight on the team," and it's like, no, he's literally like one of the handful of. Well, I mean, the only reason I'll refute that is because Kageyama has had moments like that in episodes, especially when he was against. um, But it's just like a moment. So I feel like in those senses. It was then butter, but it's also because of how quick they had to like wrap up this match in like a single season. Well, and so I, I feel like there's less like mental aspects. There's like an entire connection he has to Alba Josai. Nishinoya yeah, and, has no connection to the guy serving. And that's like one of the things that do lack is that it is like one of those things that you're doing for the character now, but there's really nothing going for it. So it could be better in another situation. I just think it was just okay in this situation. Not I just, that it was bad. I think Nishinoya. Unless, like, which this guy actually was, because he's, like, nationally recognized for his serves. Because he can do two types of serves with, like, extreme precision. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, you don't have a whole lot of opportunities to press Nishinoya. This is one of the only opportunities, and he's not the type of, like... Uh, it wasn't as amazing as like the Shia Torizawa where he's like, "Give me three times," and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, and he's gonna so... get on third, yeah. It wasn't that amazing, but like, this is the number two team in the entire country, so it was like a thing of being. Like... And let let me say this: that is another point of contention is that when you say number two team, I felt like the match could have felt like they were more number two team. Like, I feel like Alba Josai and Shiro Torizawa played, like, heavy hitters in, like, comparison. The way the matches felt. I'm going based off how they do it to give you that feeling. And Alba Josai was also, like, in the same extent of, like, you have this many episodes for this fight Well, I mean, it's... The feeling you get is just too it's different. It's similar like, just to like Alba Josai match. with Kageyama, like... Because he's met Shiro Torizawa... Like he had mm. the meeting at the where he's like, I'm fucking Hinata yeah. from the concrete. On the concrete, yeah. So we as fans were looking forward to that moment mm-hmm. of them to then just like suddenly be like, Oh, we're up against the second seed team in the bracket. Like, who are they? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And Kageyama does know the other server. So the thing is there it could have been more It's a very like there there could have been more tension to it. It's a tenuous it's, grasp, but they, like, their tension was some of the best shit. Like the reason real, when I say like, something's okay, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means like I watch stuff so much that like a level of quality, I have to base everything on like the same standard. So if I think something's really good, I'm like really sparse with it. Like Villain Saga is like one of the few season one shows that I'd be like, that's top tier show. Like a lot of season ones, I don't think are like as great. I think like shows build on themselves. I feel like with a show like Haikyuu that builds on itself, 
like when you get to like this part this part of season four i think it's like for any show standards this is like the most okay part that has really good moments just towards the end of the climax not less in the middle because i feel like the middle to beginning of this is like okay you got to fight this school so we're gonna have to set up the build up to like them fighting the number two school and then you have like minor character moments that eventually pay off in this final episode the final two episodes but like the payoff well not final two the the finale the didn't have the, it was the final it was the two before this one was the full payoff was getting Hinata and then Suki actually like trying like those moments are like very hype I love those moments but when I'm saying a series is okay I'm saying like it's B tier because in terms of like a series standards this is just an okay season like if I watch Haikyuu and this was my first season being a B tier was like relatively good in my mindset because I think it's like it's an okay series, but like if I watched like a 12 episode season and that was the payoff, I would have enjoyed it more than something I'd throw in C tier, which is why it's in B tier. But if I watched everything without those final set of episodes, it would have been in C tier. I'd say that up front. Like I'd say Fire Force is a show that was like this second season that's because it's not on the list. I'd have put in D or C tier because I think it was just underwhelming by any yeah. show standards. Fire Force was underwhelming as fuck, but. Like, and it's not me saying Haikyuu was bad this season. I think the payoff eventually hit. I just think that there is so much of the show that's okay to good. That's just not like you have these moments that in other seasons, they worked so much better. Dude, that, uh, I mean, I don't think I agree, but I kind of see what you're saying. But I feel like it's unreasonable to assume every episode's going to have a moment. Well, I mean, or something. the thing is, I don't expect every episode to have a moment, but the, whole, the fact that if every episode isn't as, has a benchmark it. to reach, and it just doesn't reach those benchmarks, then I, like, can't rate it as well. You gotta, like, think of this as an actual game, because certain episodes will link to each other based on the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. So like taking it episode by episode is like the technical way of doing it, but it's not like you're going to lose part of the feel. Cause if you like link episode, the last three episodes and just take them as like an aggregate, it, and, enhances the feel like significantly because you are watching Karasuno's pace of play speed up from one episode to the next episode to the last episode you can see that they're all pushing it and trying to like and it starts compounding on itself I know what you're saying but I also do that like when I watch a show if something bad happens and there's no payoff yet I will wait to get that payoff before I say anything about the previous moment before I actually have an opinion on it so like some moments did have payoff, but I just don't think those payoffs were enough to be like. Well, that's I'm not an even talking about. I'm not even talking about like a payoff to respective moments. I'm just talking about like the actual like pacing and the momentum of the show. Is I mean, I think this is like one of the weaker seasons when it comes to like pacing. Honestly, I think, it, I think it's one of the weaker seasons overall. But like. Week for like, high. If, if I was saying pacing, 
it, it would have like I'm saying like C tier D tier pacing like this was it didn't really work until like the last five or so episodes where the pacing just hit like back to back. I think they had like a really slow start to like building up this match and like the meant the mindsets between the characters for this match. Yeah, which I don't know. I feel like I have a level of respect if you're able to start which like I don't know. Vinland Saga, the first four Demon Slayer as well, first four episodes aren't or the first three episodes aren't. It's like first three for for Vinland. But then the fourth episode. Well the fourth is payoff for everything that's been. So then this one's just like when you are able to pay off something well, I think it's just like a testament to like the show as a whole because you have to set the foundation for it then you have to like draw the through lines to carry that like plot point to the end then you have to tie the whole shit together bring the ship into land so like Hayaku was pretty slow at the start but they tied all the strings together and the last like just the like flow of the last three episodes is so like edge of your seat and you're just like, bro, this is a fucking high school volleyball game. Well, see, also, it wasn't as edge of my seat as for me to you because I know in certain parts of the episode, I'm like, these parts of the, like the second to last episode was almost fully edge of your seat. A lot of good moments. The one before that, there were parts that I was like, this is relatively slow here, or this part isn't as good as this part. But like when you get to not this part, I'm like, that's what the payoff is for. And it works. But then there's also parts after that. I'm like, it's okay. Because in the other seasons, you get a lot of almost every point happening. You get a lot of that step-by-step basis. This season, there's a lot of, okay, we have this score. We'll speed it up a little and like ignore all those like step-by-step mindsets of all the characters. You're getting more dialogue explaining stuff happening outside or like reactions, but I find those reactions to be less necessary than hearing what's happening in the characters themselves. You know what I'm saying? That they do in the other seasons. Well, this one, uh, I feel like part of that's necessary just because of how much the uh, they're not as it's resilient. Necessary? As, well, you know how Nekoma's defense keeps them in games? Mm-hmm. Like, on both sides, like shit that usually worked for them to get points. Yeah. Like both sides were stopping the attacks of their opponent. Mm-hmm. So they were getting these like impossibly long rallies. So when you go to the two like super fans up in the audience that are like friends with the coach, to have them sit there and be like, the momentum swing from a rally this long is crucial because of blah, blah, blah. You're like, I don't like it. It's kind of just a helpful like thing in the back of your mind because otherwise you're just going to get swept up in the actual like game itself. No, I mean, I understand that. I, I do like those moments. I just think in this season, in particular, there was moments where it would just go to other characters for reactions that really didn't add anything. Like the Bokuto stuff when Ryu, when Ryu was like struggling, that worked. But then you have stuff where like Panta, like characters like the one guy that Nekoma fought, the snake guy. 
where he's just explaining stuff, but it's yeah. stuff that's already been explained before and you're just doing it again, like as a recap. And it doesn't like take away from time, but like it could have been how the manga did it, where it's just, you know, going back to it and just doing it, but it doesn't add or take away anything. It's just there, you know, for explanation, you know. Yeah, like, I don't think yeah. this season had the consistency of keeping me at like a high compared to other seasons. Like there was just parts of the season that I was like, this is okay, you know. I think you uh, got crazy expectations. I don't. I base every show the same. So, like, when I, I... tight as fuck. So, would you say it was better than Akadama Drive this season? Yeah. Okay. I, if, that, if you think it was better than Akadama Drive this season, then you have like, a fair basis. I, I think like, it was, like, at that range of quality. I literally, like, don't even think Akadama Drive... Because, like, what I was saying... They started off really well, which is like the easier part. Mm-hmm. Landing is the hard part. The fact that Hayaku started off a little bit slow and then gained speed like a fucking bullet train and then whipped that bitch into the parking stall, no problem. I'm like, damn, you are fucking good. It's not as good as season three. I was good as season one. Yes. I, I think that's that's where we lose it, really is that like good. I have to base something like even if I like a show, like if I went off my enjoyment off high I would have said like it's A tier just because of the ending. But I have to base this off of the whole thing I watched. So there's a lot of shows that I watched and I'm like, as much as I like this part of the show, this part exists. It's like what it's the reason why I can't give Hunter Hunter like a ten or something like that. It's just because there's so much of ex- that exists that is just like okay storytelling. That's what this season had was okay storytelling. And because I can't like I separate that fact from one or the other. I, I have like this point of contention where I just can't go to like my emotions or my feelings to a show. I have to go on like the most objective way that I rate every other show I've ever watched. I mean, if you're going to bring Hunter Hunter into your slandering of Hayaku. I mean, I would I'm give Hunter Hunter. Like... <laughs> I put your fucking jujitsu men knockoff I, I, I asked, I asked no if problem. you wanted to put S tier you could have put an A I would have been fine with that yeah you tried putting Killua in A tier I didn't forget fucking clown ass fucking Gojo Satori fucking Naruto rip off with a Nen little copycat you know at no point did I say this season high Q was bad I just said it was okay like me saying something like if I say something is C tier, that just means it's like, okay, that's like a five out of 10, lucky to be seven out of 10, like is the range. B tier is like sevens and eights. A tier is like nine and S tier is 10. So like, I'm very strict about how I do this. So when I say like B tier, I think it was like a good season. It's just like, if I'm basing it off of other shows I watched, it was like, you know, like I watched 19 shows this season and most of them, like I'm only putting one in Moggy tier. I know, but I feel like we're off of this season. We're not tier in the same way then, because I'm comparing it against the shows on this list. Oh, see, I I did this beforehand. That like, if you're comparing it off of shows on this list, yes, put in a tier. I'm fine with that. If we can settle with that, then yeah, it's a tier. Because like, nowhere on this list is High Q season three, which like, if we're gonna split hairs like that, then. Okay. Yes. Then yeah. If we're this, going, if I if I settle with your logic on this one, yeah, we could put yeah, like, you in. Uh, if we're gonna tier, tier that, 
tier the high acute seasons. I was okay. The thing is, I'm gonna say the thing I'm gonna say is I was gonna do that at the end, where we were like settling up stuff so we can like fill out the tiers more instead of like now. So by that logic, I think high would have been moved up anyways. No, I'm just yeah. It's it yeah because when, when uh, I'm stating my opinion on where I believe it sets itself up. I even think like B tier is like it, I think it's like high C, low B. I would probably just because I'm going based off like a backlog of 300 shows plus I watch, I would have said this is like a C tier season or something. But yeah, it'd be like doing a Super Smash Bros. Brawler tier list, but then you're like basing it off of the N64 Pikachu. Mm-hmm. You're just like, like, but the tier list says he's S tier, but I keep getting my shit kicked in by a fucking Toon Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, well, yes. Based based off how that works, yes, I, I can settle with A tier. If we had come to this conclusion before, we'd have said this way quicker. Because yeah, yeah, I was I, like, I I, yeah. I just tend to do that, like relative. I I tend to do that at the end when we're like sorting out things. Because I'm like, if I'm gonna yeah. put another show, I was like, up this in there, high tier all over the fucking, capping all over the screen, trying to like put this down there with. Higurashi. I mean, yes, this that season of uh, Haikyuu was better than Higurashi, so exactly. I understand. But Higurashi's dope, but I'm just like, bro, it's confusing the academy, and they spent a lot of time on the uncle, <laughs> like, like a fair amount. Like they drove that yeah. shit. Home. I mean, okay, that episode where Satoko gets pounded on the head by Keiichi in those last two minutes, that was fire. That was like the first or second episode where he's just trying to come come for her. And she flips out and she's like starts screaming for her brother. Love that scene so much. Dude, that uh the end of the most recent episode. Oh, that bat scene. Oh my gosh. The I was watching scene. it. I'm like, when is something gonna happen? It just happens, and I'm like It happens. It just happened. And then Nina like, had to take a pause. Like, why did I have to watch? Like, I watched them all fucking die. Why did I have I was like Bro, it was it was crazy. Oof, I was like, that was good. Excuse me, what? They're all dead? <laughs> <That was good. laughs> Yeah. All right, Justin, you can uh, put high Q and A tier then. All right. We're going to have to go into rapid fire here. So let's go. No bleeds. First half sucks. It's like you wouldn't want to wait. Like if, if you're the type of person who can't watch something unless you're getting like the payoff as soon as possible. One of it's those not for four you. episode people. Nah, you, it, it's seven episodes. It's still a waste of your time if you're like one of those. But if, if you were the type, listen, if they made the show that the first episode was just character introductions and it was just a really bad episode, but it was just the first episode of character introductions and plot setup, and then you get to like ep- where they are in the current arc from like episode eight to like 13, and you just use the first episode as a waste just to introduce people, it would have been a great show. Like, probably. I don't know how, like, how it's going to land or anything. <laughs> probably. But like, it, probably. But like, if I, like, and this is why I say I have to base the show off the whole thing. Like, if I was telling you this show where it's landing, it could have been like a B tier show, but the rest of the show exists and it's just really bad and stuff is happening and none of it makes sense. I'm gonna give the show a D tier. Like I yeah. like it right now, but I'm not recommending this to people if they're just not gonna watch it because they would drop it. I have know? a buddy who read it and is like vehemently pissed off. Oh yeah, and I've seen people. I have a friend who didn't read it and is like, you should watch No Blues. It's really fucking good. I was like, that's not what I've heard, bro. Like, I, I wouldn't tell you it's good until, like, they go into stinking Frankenstein's flashback backstory. Like, 
that's when I'm like, oh, wow, characters, they have personalities, they have development, like, stuff is happening, and it makes sense, like, it takes so long for that, and I'm like, I, I struggled watching it, you know, so, Justin, you can throw Noblesse into D tier, I know you like that, I can't give it Demon Slayer, because it finally got good, if it didn't, it was first candidate, okay, Ochi Kobre, I'm gonna rate this, because it's a comedy, as, like, a comedy of how, like, glorious standards, like, shows, like, if, Troy, okay, if you're watching a comedy, right, you're basing it off of, like, how much it makes you laugh, right? Yeah. And, like, or, the quality of comedy. Yeah, like, the lack of jokes that don't land, even if you don't, you know, like, yeah, yeah. even if that's you why, don't laugh, you can tell, <laughs> like, oh, that's... You, what, what a good joke is. You, you'll make, like, yeah. a mental note of it, right? So there's a, there a comedy I watched this season that is, like, relatively popular, but I was like, the comedy is like, oh, there's good comedy and there's trash comedy. So I gave it like straight up, like middle of the line, like it would have been D tier, right? And there's a show like this where I watched it with like zero expectations and the comedy was so good that I laugh almost every episode. And like, I legitimately laugh out loud at how good the comedy is. Like second to last episode that happened was one of the funniest episodes I watched. And like, they have this idol song and it's just a song about curry and it's legit one of the funniest things I've watched all year. Like, whew, the comedy for this is what I'm basing off. Like, if I was basing off a plot, there really is no plot other than them trying to become idols. And I'd be like, it's a C-tier show. But because it's a comedy and how quality the comedy is and it's, like, so rare, I would have said A-tier, but I don't know if you would be fine with that. I'm, I'm saying that based on the comedy. No, you, I haven't seen it, so... Like, if but... I... I I would recommend this if you're willing to watch like an idol comedy straight yeah, like, up it's hilarious if akudama drives the top of b tier then and you've seen that so like that gives me a rough estimate of like my experience watching the show was great and i don't know how it's gonna end but like it's just quality at times and like there's just i i would go into the humor but like if you want to watch this, I would definitely recommend. Dude, I don't yeah, want to like, explain comedy. That's know? the thing. Comedy and horror are tough to explain because then it loses value, you know? <laughs> like, you can like talk about weird. a fight and be like, fucking all might, it was sick. Like, oh god, no moo. People will be like, Oh yeah, for sure. But like if you tell someone like, Oh dude, that when that bitch was knocking on what's his name's door and she's all weird with her orange hair being a you, you can't tell someone a good joke is a good joke. Because, you know, you have to, like, know what the joke is. Yeah, otherwise you get the, ha you had to be there bullshit. So I'll, I'll let you decide. I'm, I would say Aether is, like, one of my favorite shows just watching this season. Dude, so yeah. unexpectedly. I mean, but yeah. If, I, if you think it's better than Akudama Drive, then I agree with that. Like, the standards of the show were different. So, like, I'm basing off of, like, the plot and things like that and the characters. And so... Yeah. If you're if you're fine with A, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm glad I got to put no it in problem. A. Okay, cool. Rail Romanesque, you can throw that in D tier. It's an average show. It's like propaganda for railroads. It's okay. There's like cute characters explaining railroads and like merchandising. That's it. That can go in D tier. They tap on the Chinese and Irish. It's, just, it's based on like, I think it's like Chinese propaganda, man. Uh, I don't know. It's really random. Where it's like Ch Chinese, Chinese railroads. Yeah, that's oh, what, I think God. that's what it was based off of. I was like, okay, but you can there are some <laughs> fucking dead bodies in that fucking pool. <laughs> Justin, you can throw real Romanesque in D tier. 
Oh, man. Okay, this is another show that I'm going to put in A tier is Taiso Samurai. I, I watched this and I was like, okay. And then I watched it, like the next episode and the next episode. I'm like, why is this show so good? Like, this is like one of my favorite first seasons of any show I've watched in like recent time. And this is probably all the show is, is this one season. But like, I went through like the normal emotions the series was trying to get me in like perfect order. Like, there was parts that like mentally I'm like, my brain is crying at the scene. I'm not crying because this, you have to be like a level of sad and like, pushy on me to get that out of me but I was like listen I just want to cry at the scene because it's done so well and like it's just emotionally and like the production quality behind it the music and all of that just hammer home that moment this is like I'm listen if you guys want to watch like a really good show I'm telling you Taiso Samurai was like fantastic like this was I watched this last week like the show was done and I was like you know what that's done by Mappa let me throw it on and see what it's like and I watched it I'm like this is I didn't. I I should have watched this weekly or something. It was just so surprising good. And the gist about it is, it's about a failed gymnast who decides to make a comeback, and that's like the gist plot I'm giving you. Because I, if you want to watch it, I'm telling you, it's 11 episodes and it's quality. But a gymnast, mm-hmm. the plot thickens, boys and girls. This is like. Three sports shows came out this season that I watched, I think, was like Haikyuu, Climbing Girls, and this. I was like, bro, if Haikyuu was like this level of consistent like character quality and stuff like that, bro, I would give Haikyuu an A on the spot, even an S tier, if Haikyuu had this like level of consistency behind it. I was like really hoping it would have reached an S tier. I was like dying on this show. It's just there wasn't enough time for it to like have a moment that would push into S tier. I was hoping. It was like teetering the whole time. I was like, A tier is fine enough with me, though. But I assume you're going to, the fact that you're going to put Magical Witch uh, or Wandering Witch Elaine in A or Magi tier, it's, I'd be fine, I assume, if I put this in A tier. Oh, yeah. Elena's God tier. All right, Justin, you can throw uh, Taiso Samurai into um, A tier. All right. I'm the only one who watched Kamisam, I think. It's like one of those Clannad type sad shows. The thing is, I, we talked about this a little, is the main character, I think the beginning, he's more enjoyable. It's towards the end where certain plot points happen where Hina, she has like a medical mouth dysfunction, which is why she has a chip in her made by a professor who was able to make a chip that was like, allowed her to live like a normal human. So once that like, she's being tracked down because the chip is really valuable. So it eventually gets ripped out of her and she like goes back into her mental state where you see her and she's not able to like function on her own, right? And the main character, when he has a chance to finally see her and possibly bring her back home, he does some dumb stuff. It'll be like, oh, he has to make her like her so he can bring her home because the, the staff staff assistant is like, I'm not going to let you have permission to do this unless she like approves of you. And like, she'll be like, don't scream, don't make loud noise and stuff. And you'll see him like, he's getting frustrated. <laughs> she starts screaming and I'm like, what the is that how that shit works i was like what the heck like this guy was frustrating me i was like yo you're losing your mind out hey i'm here to check out this person from a hospital and it's like are you family it's like no how do they respond to you though there's there's plot that happens that like explains how he gets into the position that allows it to happen and it works but i'm like this guy is like a dumb idiot half the time i'm like he had some good comedy moments at the start but it kind of like died out on that level of enjoyment the main character though hina 
you like get really endeared to her like solely over time when you see like what she means by she is God and like what she does in his life and the people around his life. So like in the first episode, when you guys said you were annoyed, I was like, I do agree. I found her annoying. But like when it slowly came down to like how she was affecting his life and changing it for the better, she became like a really good character. And she was like one of the best characters in the show, you know. But that disappointment of the end, man. Oh. I heard, I saw online that the end was a little fucking questionable. I, it could have been better. Honestly, there was episodes I liked better than the emotional impact the end gave. There was like one moment of the ending I really liked, but it just wasn't as high as the other moments I got from the show. Like episode, I think four or five has this one moment with one of the characters' backstory. And that was like one of those episodes that I'm like, mentally I'm crying. And then there was like, the episode where she gets taken away that's like probably the best overall episode in the show is that episode it's done really well and it's probably more emotional than the last every episode after that you know i'm gonna give it a b tier definitely because it had a really good emotional moments it carries how i viewed the series and it was overall good i just don't think it was good as it could have been is all didn't stick the landing it didn't have a bad landing. It just, the build up to the ending could have been better. I think the ending itself would have been fine. It probably would have been improved had the little, other moments been better. A little loose on the tuck. It's got to get the knees in tighter to the ribs. Yeah, it's got to tuck their knees to get them full points in that like quadruple backflip, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel it. Tony Kaku Kawai is a story about a guy who pretty much means meets the god of the moon, marries her because she's just like, oh, well, if we want to meet again, then uh, you're just going to have to marry me. And it's like slice of life the whole time. The thing is, there's some episodes that are better. And the, ep- the finale was just like, it's not a show that's built for this type of format. Because like when something ends, it just feels out of place for finale. So the episodes are relatively episodic of like different aspects of their marriage. Comedy is good. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the better part of the show is the comedy and the characters. And you like get really good, wholesome moments out of it. It's probably one of the better end of C tier shows this season, which is where I'm going to put it. But yeah, Tony Kawhi can go in C tier. And then I'll let you have your stage, Troy, after Justin throws uh, Tony Kawhi in C tier. Oh, bro. Bro. Go on. I'm wondering which was the fucking sleeper ass pick of the year for me. I heard good things about it too, towards, but I just didn't I pick up another show. Had no idea what it was. I don't know why I watched it. Why? Because she was cute. Yeah. I was going I through, like... and I was like, "That's a cute witch." Yeah, that, that, listen, that's a good. <laughs> listen, if you told me that was your region, and I was like, "You're you're a pro yeah. weeb, man." You're I was like, show "Because of waifu." I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking sit here and put on airs. I saw a cute. I don't mm-hmm. like magic shows. Like usually, like I want to like Black Clover. But I just... I think ma- if you want to experience it, it, you should read it. Magic... That's smiling. Yeah. I've, but the thing... My, it's same with, like, my reason I don't like Superman. is because, like, whenever someone, a magic user, needs more, they just kind of, like, more. You know? It's just like, mm-hmm. ah. Or I got to dig deep. Or my friend... Now, in, in Black Clover, they do explain how it's done. It's like... I, you're dude, a- that's... That's the thing. I everyone says like just wait. They do it. It get but I'm like I can't. They do it in a way that's explained that like when it happens, it's not as jarring as something like oh I just need more but friendship you know, to like, like push fairy me, you know? tale. 
I think no. that's what really pushed me off of magic was like fairy tale. Cause I just was like, could never get a Could've hold. Been. I was like, I was like, who, how strong, like where, when do you, when are you as strong as you need to be? Just kind when of you what, need to be. <laughs> like, but this, I gave it a shot. It's my favorite version of magic. Keeping in mind, I haven't finished black clover. It's my favorite version of magic ever. Mm-hmm. Cause it just seems like really grounded. Like, She's a prodigy, but she's still getting beat by adults because adults are yeah. better. It's like it's not the whole show. It, it reminds me of um, Sangatsu no Lion, where it's shogi. Mm-hmm. And like, if you've yeah. heard of Sangatsu, you you clearly have heard good things. It's just one of those mm. shows that gets highly praised. Where you have him, he is a prodigy. Prodigy. He became a pro in middle school, but like you slowly build down to the season where he's like reached a wall or a hill, and he just can't climb it because he lacks the experience. He lacks the knowledge to, like, yeah. just go further. She's not necessarily hitting a wall. It's just that, like, she doesn't dedicate her stealth towards combat. Like, if she went full combat, she Okay, she, she could have been strong. more. One yeah, of those probably she had. She just, but. like, likes to explore, and her mom made her promise not to be... Vi- or, like, just basically uh, run away from danger. That's why she's the wandering witch, okay? Makes sense. Yeah. But, like... The episodes kind like loosely tie into each other. Mm-hmm. Less so like what's so kind of like Ikabukuro, like something happening in one episode might come back in another episode for yeah. So like she's basically just going to a new location and every location has a new little mini story and sometimes mm-hmm. characters will re-show up and shit like that. Yeah. But she's more or less just following the adventures of a witch called Nike and telling her own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I thought if it I would have rated it as like a higher version of Kuma Bear because I was like watching it it's like oh this is just like a really well made well developed mm-hmm. show like got strong characters it's got a fucking interesting plot but it's just kind of fun to like sit and watch and decompress yeah then there's an episode that's pretty dark where someone gets to a flower field and the flower field eats you and turns you into a flower. So the city mm-hmm. like basically like quarantines itself of the flowers. She brings yeah. a bouquet. A dude sees the bouquets made with his sister's blanket. Then she like goes back to the field and sees that this dude's dead, like looking at his flower version of his sister. And I was like, oh, not the darkest thing I've seen in anime, but I was like, a little bit of a twist. <clears throat> there's an episode that is on par with anything mm-hmm. fucked up in any show I've ever watched. Aaron's mom being eaten in front of him. The fucking dog from Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. It's on par with any of the shit you've ever watched. She time travel. I'm gonna I'll try and be quick, but I need people to like understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't it doesn't fuck up the plot of the story so it's not like this massive spoiler but she like gets called in by another witch to help because this witch is time traveling to save her best friend from becoming yeah. basically Jack the Ripper her friend had an abusive parents became a serial killer because of it and Wait, her parents got killed. She lived with her uncle and then became abusive because the uncle touched her and shit. Mm-hmm. 
So then the girl's like, if I go back in time and stop her parents from being killed, she won't become Jack the Ripper. But then she's like, hey, Elena, going back in time uses all of my magic. So yeah. I need to like either like sleep and like rebuild my shit or we can use these rings to share your magic. And then the two of us will both have magic while we're back in time for one hour. Yeah. That's the plan. Turns out the girl they went back to save, the one which is best friend, is actually just a serial killer. She's, mm-hmm. She likes killing. It had nothing to do with her parents or her uncle abusing her. So it was one of those inevitable things? Okay. Yeah. So she kills her parents herself. Then the one witch that Elena went back in time with is fucking sitting with like a magic ring around her, a 10-year-old version of her old best friend. And her old best friend's, like, laughing. Everything's on fire. Motherfuckers are dying. She pops yeah. her neck off like a cork and then has a mental breakdown. And Elena has to, like, take her back to the present day and then, like, runs away. And then you're just sitting there and it's like, so that's the second time this bitch had to kill her best friend? And, the, like, the first time was in real life. Then the second time was back in time when she was a kid. Had to kill your child friend. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, that is heavy. And the next episode's like a flashback of her mentor. And I was like, oh, weird. This is fun. <laughs> but like... I mean, legit, I'll give you that. That actually sounds pretty good. It was... Because it was granted, time travel. So that's granted, all- when you say like worst moments and then you bring up like Aaron's mom getting eaten, and I'm like, oh, that was the worst moment? Like, I thought that was stuff that happened. I, my scale for like bad things is like... I'm, so no, I'm talking... Literally- if you were to like to apply it to something you had actually seen because there's like stuff that like people that happens in anime that is like yeah so there's people who like goblin slayer first episode is like gruesome to them or like promised neverland and i'm just like oh that's just a scene that happens that's nothing crazy like that's me just because i'm like mentally insane things like that you know but like it is just so like if you, the like, way you like, describe it psychologically, I'm like that's the thing that's, that's probably so one of the heavy. That's probably one of the heavier things. It is from metal. like things you brought up. Like I think that's heavier than like Nina Tucker type thing. The way you describe it, it's and I don't it, even think that one's like crazy. I would say it's on par with Nina. Nina was literally like when I watched that the first time, because Full Metal was like my third or fourth anime that I like actually like gave a fuck about watching, mm-hmm. and then that shit happened. And I was like, dude, after the mom, this is like three episodes after their mom's crawling out of a fucking summoning circle at him. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Oh, man. Gotta love it. But yeah, I would put Wandering Witch in the A tier for sure. Just mostly like the thing that's probably keeping it from S tiers is the like, coherent linear story i know what they're doing it's her adventures and you're not gonna fucking follow her for the in-between mm-hmm. but like i feel like it just kind of there's some stuff here and there that you just kind of have to take in stride yeah and you just have to move past it which it's not like the worst thing but if they had had a couple more episodes they could have gone deeper on some shit they could have like done some extra okay that makes sense but yeah like overall it is 
definitely worth your time. Most she's cute as fuck. If I have time, I might. She's the waifu of the fucking season. If you're, she's actually. I I have to. I have to watch and see. She's kind of niche, um, in the sense that if you're like a personality guy, you know, like a personality guy, Mm -hmm. she's not gonna like float your boat. But she's got the Rintoski like that energy. If you know, if if you're a waifu connoisseur, then you then you're speaking this language. She's more Rintoski than you know some fucking boob opai waifu. Yeah, I could only name like I don't know a couple hundred of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and she's kind of bitchy, and she knows she's cute, which. You know. Okay, I get I get what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's just like if that's if that's what floats your boat, I think she's gonna definitely like you know, check some boxes. Mm-hmm. If not, I still think she's a strong main character and the side characters are funny and fun and yeah. Fairly well developed. One of uh yeah, most of them are pretty well developed actually. Okay. Okay, sounds like a good show. Justin, you can throw a uh, Magical Witch. I keep saying Magical Witch. I'm so used to like magical shows that I like mm. Wandering Witch Elena. Like, it just throws me off. I'm like, I no magical shows, so I just haven't watched like 90% of them. A tier, yeah. I'm not a magical witch, magic girl show. That's why this I mean, one... Madoka. Madoka's pretty popular, you know. I, I haven't watched it. I've never got around to it. I need to. I just know I need to. Everyone I know who's watched, it's like, it's so good. It is what it is. But I think this look. do you think there needs to be any changes right now? Um, no, I was kind of expecting C tier to be. Uh, yeah, I was expecting C tier to be full, especially because most of the shows I watched, I was like, yeah, those are pretty much C tier shows for the season. I mean, yeah, like, technically, I feel like Attack on Titans almost for next, like, winter season. Next season, uh, it's a guarantee I'm putting it. It'll, like, yeah, it'll definitely fall into, like, the next season. If it takes what it has and it does what it does, it's going to be near perfect. Yeah, but based on just the four, I think it belongs in A. And, yeah, a lot of the stuff I haven't seen, I just, like – if that shit belongs in Demon Slayer, keep it in the fucking gutter. I mean, it, it's not like, it's just not a good show. Like, if you're watching it for what it's made for, then yeah, you'd probably say it's like a C tier, but like, it's just, like, if you're going for etchy, it's really not worth your time by any means. And like, there's only one other show I'd be like, I would have wanted to put in Demon Slayer, but it got good. So then I can't like just throw no bleach in there. And it's kind of disappointing that it became decent. <laughs> it sounds like such a backhanded compliment it's like i like what they're doing now but like if you were bad the whole time i could have watched a show that i thoroughly thoroughly just had to roast on the whole time and that's always yeah, just a it was fun a, thing to do i was getting you know? i was getting decided to shit talk man Bro, I, I was i was and then it became decent i'm like dang i can't use like my running joke because finally there's plot to it and i just can't be like oh i i i used to explain the show for like when i was ta- telling people like if they wanted to watch it 
as like a show and I'd give details on like what every character is doing, but you never understood what was what I was talking about because none of why it's happening or what's happening is explained. So it's just things happening for seven episodes. And there's no context. And I would go into very clean details on what is happening, but no one could understand what's happening. It's the mm. greatest thing ever. Now I can't do that anymore because I know stuff happens. So like how I'm explaining it, it's like, now it makes sense if I use this context. I'm like, that's crap. I can't yeah, do that anymore. Like, I promise you, I'm not leaving details out. I, I, it was the best thing to explain for like a good five weeks when I was telling people, whoever was like, oh, you watched the Oblis? And I'm like, yeah, I can tell you exactly what's going on, but you're not going to understand a word I'm saying. It was the best. So if you only watch a show and like you just want to watch a bad show, watch the first seven episodes. That's Demon Slayer chair in a heartbeat, man. It's, it's so good. Just you for the waste worst reason. Yeah, if you want to waste time. Oh man. Okay, that's it for the list. We're talking way longer than we should have. I, it's not gonna be good next season because I'm watching even more shows next season. I'll be like, oh yeah, I gotta talk about this show. If there's good shows next season, I'll feel obligated to talk about how good they are. So hopefully, there's just a lot of trash next season that I can be like, bro, that show trash. Demon Slayer. I'm I'm hoping there's one or two demons. I hope like there's genuine. A, I hope there's some more Demon Slayer. I want to. I want to. I want to slog through some shit just so I. We can also need some Moggy tears, you know. Yeah. All right. That's it for the episode. We're wrapping it up now. So next week, I think we're doing a break next week, and then we're going to come back and do, like, best worst of 2020, I think is what you want to do. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Or, yeah, just our, our lists of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and uh, that's it. Thanks for your time, Troy. It was fun talking to you. Our Q debate was quality. Like, if, if we had had the same page... I'd have been fine saying it was A tier from like the start. It just was like, like from a ranking basis. It was like barely even a debate because we just weren't even talking about the same thing. The same thing. I was like, okay, this is how I rank my shows. And you're like, well, this part of the show is this. And I'm like, kind of agreeing, but I'm like, but in the overall concept, it was it was so, so yeah. much back and forth over nothing. We right? both like I was like, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I know we said that but... like oh, <laughs> I was like so was confused because so I was just like, wait, he said I agree with what he just said, but I also don't. I, I'm like, he's saying it in a way that just doesn't work for me. I don't I was understand. Like, How stoned am I right now? This is <laughs> fucked up. Okay, that, but it was a lot of fun just talking about that. But thanks for your time. That's it for the episode. If Justin wants to say goodbye, he can say goodbye. But if not,